everyone, and welcome to 7 Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology, but the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I've not yet met in person, but we have connections as the Catholic community is, you know, want to do and have. Um, she's a spiritual director, a writer, a speaker, and also has a podcast, which I hope she'll tell us more about. It's Diana Bartolini. Hi, Diana. Hello, Julia. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for being here. What else would you like to share about yourself? Maybe where you're from or any kind of fun facts? Sure. <laughs> Um, so I have worked, uh, probably for close to 40 years in parish ministry, doing a lot mm-hmm. of different things, except for accounting and music ministry. You would never want me to do your books or sing for you. Um, <laughs> so that's one thing. Um, I have been a teacher, director of religious education, youth minister, stewardship, and there's more, but that's enough for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love scripture. I absolutely love, love scripture. Me too. I can't wait to chat more. I've also been, I mentioned like in parish life, I was started out in youth ministry and now I just volunteer at my parish. I help with RCIA um, and then I, I teach at a Catholic school. So I'm sure we have lots in common and <laughs> lots of similar background. We probably do. We probably do. And you mentioned that you're in West Palm Beach in Florida. Have you always been from there? Yes. No, I'm originally from New York. Um, so okay. I do like... Um, I occasionally can lapse into my New York accent, um, but we've lived here, hmm, geez, uh, oh, not quite 40 years, but maybe 38 years. And so I'm wow. a wife, I'm a mom of two grown children, and I have three wonderful grandchildren, and another one is coming in May. So that's Aww. a great joy, a great joy in my life, as you could probably imagine. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations on all of that. Um, so then you've been down in the West Palm Beach area, sounds like, for quite a bit, and most of your ministry has been done down there? Yes, yes. Um, I did when I was in high school, so I'm going to age myself. I was uh, um, in the folk group, and <laughs> I played the guitar, and so I did that. And then we did. we used to do summer camp. We didn't call it Vacation Bible School back then, but I helped mm-hmm. with Vacation Bible School, and I taught again, going to age myself, CCD. Mm-hmm. And that's how I really got hooked into teaching, into religious education, and sharing the faith. So I def- definitely have put aside the guitar, which is for the best <laughs> for all of us. Uh, but I have not put aside the the teaching or the love of sharing the faith which I think also is good for all of us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I was going to ask because you said you didn't do music ministry, but even that you've tried. So you've done it, done almost all of it. <laughs> yeah, some, and some better than others. <laughs> yeah, sure. We all have our gifts for sure. Well, I'm, I'm glad to get to know you a little bit better. And so the next thing I'm going to have you do is read the scripture that you've chosen for us. You're going to read Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. So whenever you're ready. I am. So as, as Julia said, Revelation 3, 15 and 16, I know your works. I know that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. 
I love this verse. I use it sometimes um, when we talk about St. Paul, which I know this is from Revelation, which was, you know, ascribed to John. Um, but anyways, we can get into it. So I just want to give a little kind of context about Revelation and and kind of where we're at in that book. So the book of Revelation, as I mentioned, is said to have been written by St. John the Apostle, who was exiled in Patmos in Greece at the time. And he had these visions of the church and messages to give to the seven churches that existed at the time. And this one in particular, uh, this verse comes to a letter or a message to, I hope I pronounced it correctly, Laodicea is how I think it's pronounced. And it is in Turkey modern day. (laughs) Yeah, Laodicea. How would you say it? Um, I'm I'm not sure, but I think, no. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good. So it's a modern day Turkey. Um, And yeah, so that's kind of, this is a message, obviously, to the people of that that church, however it is pronounced, which I think, I don't know, that's what Google said, Laodicea. There you go. (laughs) uh, But my first question for my guests is, why did you pick this passage, Deanna? So many, many years ago, when I first started studying scripture, the first book of the Bible I studied was Revelation, because why not? Um, wow. An intense one to start when, with. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, but it bore a lot of fruit. And I read that and I thought, you know what, this is it. We are either in with Jesus, mm-hmm. we're either in with our faith, or we're not. Mm-hmm. It's that simple, right? It's in or out. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be spit out. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So I was, I mentioned, um, I show this video when I teach about St. Paul. And since this letter or this church existed in modern day Turkey that St. John was giving the message to, um, you know, Paul was from Turkey. And so it kind of goes through the regions and whatever. And so I remember the the narrator um, using this particular to quote to like, to, to that was directed to the people that were living in this part of Turkey at the time. So um yeah, it's yeah. We're either in or we at we're out. Um, how do you think this message can apply to us today? I think it's there's a lot of ways we can take this. I, I think I mean that really is my whole. Like you know, people say like, oh, you should have a life verse, right? And that that mm-hmm. really is my life verse. It's I mm-hmm. to live not lukewarm and not in the faith, of course. So it's like not picking and choosing what I like or don't like or or what rules I want to follow or what rules I don't want to follow. And really, when I give my yes, I mean the whole yes, not like yes, but or only if it goes my way, but just for so for the hard things, for the easy things, for the fun things, for the not fun things, mm-hmm. I am all in with Christ. Because if you're not all in, mm-hmm. What is half in? I I don't know. What is half a commitment? It's not really what what you want. Like I wouldn't want half a commitment from my husband. Right. I'll hang out with you three days a week, and the other four not so much. Mm-hmm. It just it just doesn't work, right? And so this mm-hmm. is this is Jesus. This is the person who died for me. So I want to be all in. And how does it apply today? I think we see so many situations where people maybe are afraid of commitment because mm-hmm. they're not sure if I commit to this. What if something better comes along? Mm-hmm. There's there's no one better coming along than Jesus. Yeah, no, I totally, I can re- relate to you as someone. I think, I, I just, 
I've never been like a flaky kind of person. And so it's really hard for me, I think, with uh, modern technology and texting, you know, back in the day, like I'm also going to date myself now. Like, you know, we called people on the phone and you made a plan because if you if that person didn't show up, there's no way to contact them. You know, like you got dropped off the mall at this time. And if you just did it, because if you didn't, like the other person was going to be like there stranded, you know, so I, I I agree that I think this verse definitely applies because so many of us we see that flakiness now of just like, you know, we can text message and like, oh, I'm going to bail or like, oh, sorry. I don't know. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think about that sometimes like you're, you're somewhere and, you know, like at the mall or yeah, the mall is good, good enough, good enough example, <laughs> right? So you're at Back the in the day, that's like, where we went. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still go to the mall <laughs> Not that often, but I go. And so it's that sense of what, what are we doing is, are we afraid to make a commitment? Are we afraid to say yes? Are we afraid to really put ourselves in with, not only with the Catholic church, but with Christ? And so that idea to me is really what stuck in, in terms of that verse is that, because if I say I'm all in with Jesus, then it's not a quid pro quo, like just because if I say I'm all in, he says he's all in. He was all in way before I said I'm all in, right? Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Um, but the return on that is going to be immense. I was going to say, it's just interesting that so many of us are afraid to, I mean, I can see how like in, in modern day, well, I'm just going to stick with Jesus for now. So like, I, it, because like you mentioned, like he went all in, like he is all in. So it's, a, it's amazing and interesting to me that, we do hesitate because, you know, Jesus has proven himself to be so steadfast, yet we, you know, myself included, definitely don't always trust or we're afraid or we are still lukewarm. So I don't know if you wanted to respond to that. I think that the idea of being lukewarm, right? So what is mm -hmm. what does that actually mean? In some ways, well, first of all, the the spit, the word spit is probably a bad translation. It actually almost mm -hmm. means to vomit, which is really mm. reprehensible like it's mm -hmm. disgusting like who likes that mm -hmm. nobody likes that but lukewarm is saying that you can't commit for me mm -hmm. that's what it says that that's what it's about it's about commitment it's about saying i'm going to do this thing no matter how hard it is and it's not that walking with christ is hard but it's not always easy does that make sense right yep mm -hmm. and so you arrive at this place where the world says to you, what you need to do is to do things that are easy, but are going to get you like great rewards. Well, mm -hmm. what is that? What's easy that gives you great rewards? I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, like fast money or, you know, you know, lose weight fast, build muscle fast. The reality, you know, become a runner fast. You can't do anything fast. Everything that is worthwhile takes time and effort and energy. And so putting yourself out there and saying that, yeah, I'm going to live not lukewarm for Christ. I'm going to be hot or I'm going to be cold. Mm -hmm. I'm all in. You know, it's like when he says, and he says at the end of time, you know, the second coming will be separated, the sheeps and the goats. Well, where do you want to be? Do you want to be with God or not? Yeah, I mentioned that this verse is in this video that I show and that the kids always are kind of taken aback. And I try to talk about this verse with them um, 
because they don't even really know they're sixth graders. So they don't even really know mm-hmm. what lukewarm kind of means. Um, but it is, I think, kind of jarring to think that the the Lord would say, like, I'm going to spit you or vomit you out. So what do you make of that? Why do you think the Lord like chooses that word? Or, or what do you think he means to the people of, of Laodicea? <laughs> well, I don't want to presume to know the mind of God, but if I were like mm-hmm. to sit with it and I have sat with it. Okay. And I've mm-hmm. sat with it. And I think, I think he's trying to, he's making the point that you, you guys need to focus. You need to pay attention. You are going all over the place and you're not mm-hmm. focused on what's important. And that is the lesson for us today is where is our focus? Mm-hmm. Where is, where is your focus? I don't know where your focus is. I mean, I'm obviously we don't know everyone who's listening to this, right? Mm-hmm. But is your focus on God? Because obviously I'm a spiritual director. So I spend a lot of time, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the spiritual life, how to grow in the spiritual life. But ultimately, I, I've come to learn that if my life is right with God, then the rest of my life is going to work. Now, I didn't say the rest of my life is going to be perfect or that it's going to be easy, but it works because you put the first thing in place and the rest follows. And I love that idea of just like living all in, like what our lives might look like if we went all in for Christ, but also just if we went in all in on like anything we take up. I'm kind of like a jack of all trades person myself. Like I will dabble in art, but I'm not like painting every day or like I'm you know obviously I like to write and I write we, we discover both write for live today well and um you know what would how th- different things would be if we like went all in on like all of our things you know I think the world would be very different if we went all in in the things mm-hmm. of God and of the things of Christ and you bring up live today well um mm-hmm. which has a very Ignatian bent right uh, mm-hmm. an Ignatian look based on St. Ignatius of Loyola, his spirituality and what he taught us. And I, I love Ignatius. St. Ignatius is one of my favorite saints. And I, I would say I'm a somewhat of, I don't like to say I'm a practitioner of Ignatian spirituality, but I'm a student of it and Mm -hmm. follow that. And it's that sense of where is God today? Where do you see God in your everyday life? And so when you think about living not lukewarm, you, you can sort of take that thought and say to yourself, okay, so I want to live all in, but where is God? Where do I see him? And that's a question you can ask yourself every day. Where do I see God? Where have I seen him today? Where have I seen him moving and working? And when we think about that, we're going to get an answer. And that answer is going to help us live our life. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions of like, First of all, I think it's interesting that, you know, we were talking about what the message might have been for the people that received this or that they was originally, you know, addressed to that they needed to focus. And as we know today, our focus is all over the place. Like I mentioned, I have different hobbies. We have the internet. Like there's just so many things different pulling our focus. Whereas I want to know, like, what were these people being? <laughs> like, how was their focus being pulled when they didn't have nearly as many things as we have to draw their attention um, today? But then, like, I guess... So if we know if we have this goal and this intention and say, okay, I don't want to be lukewarm, I want to be all in, um, what do you think are some good steps to help us focus and to maybe drown out some of the distractions? So I always think the best place to start, which I'm sure 
as a scripture teacher, you're going to agree with me. At least I hope you will. And that is start with God's word mm-hmm. because God's word is not going to steer you wrong, but not looking at God's word to find what you want to find. Yeah. Looking at God's word and sitting with it and praying with it and contemplating it to see what God is saying to you into how you're supposed to be living your life. Because even if we were to just continue just the next verse, right? 17, mm-hmm. this is what Jesus is saying to the people. He's, he's saying that he says to them, for you say, meaning the people of Laodicea, I am rich and affluent and have no need of anything. And yet you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Well, I, I sometimes look out into the world and people are walking around going, I have it all together. You know, you've got nothing together. <laughs> and, and whatever you do have together is by the grace of God. And there's a lack of acknowledgement. So I think, so first I think putting yourself into scripture is super, super important. And then another thing is gratitude. Mm -hmm. The recognition that what you have is a gift and what you've been given is a gift and to acknowledge who gave it to you. I I look around where I live and I've, I've taken for granted where I live for a very long time because it's always pretty much almost always beautiful here. And yes, I know we have hurricanes. I, I mean, I, I realize that I've lived through a few of them and I know they can be dangerous. I, I'm not stupid, but ultimately where I live is just so beautiful. And lately I just find myself more and more grateful and thankful to God for allowing me to live where I live. And I don't think like, that's just a very simple thing, but yet it's important yeah, I agree. I think gratitude has been really huge for me, um, especially recently. Um, I don't know if it just comes with with age. I'm in my 40s now. And I think, you know, in your 20s, you're just you're thinking of all the things that you want to achieve. Um, and then in my 30s, I was doing the work to like to make those achievements happen. And I think now is the time. And, and there's still things I want to achieve. You know, my life's not over. I'm not done. But I think I've started to take that time more for gratitude. And certainly I think the pandemic as well has made us given us perspective and given us time to kind of sit and be grateful for the things that we do have um, because we, we saw what, what, what we were, you know, what it could have, could be, or, you know, do you know what I mean? Or see where I'm, I'm going with this. Like, I think, anyways, I just want to agree with you that gratitude is huge. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because I think with gratitude, there's that recognition that there is someone much bigger than me who is taking care of me. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's not just a happy accident. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes people say, oh, well, it's all fate. Well, no, it's God. It's really God. Mm -hmm. It's not because you're like so tall or cute or have great hair. It's not, that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. Which God gave you and maybe like, you know, that's the part of his plan for you, you know, like, I don't know, but I agree. I think um, part of that also sees how, yeah, recognizing God's plan, which takes us back to like that commitment thing. I think um, we always want to think of like what the bigger and better plan is and um, having faith is relying on God's plan and trusting that his plan is is the best and the 
you know, the, but it's hard to just go with that. At least for me, control comes into it and control is really hard, you know, cause I, that, that means I have to give up control to, to God's plan or play, play my part with his plan, you know? Control is huge. Um, yeah. That's another, I mean, the, the two biggest things of the spiritual life, the, the two biggest goals, this is my opinion, detachment mm-hmm. and surrender. Mm-hmm. So it's that detaching from the things of the world. And I think when you when you are going to say to yourself, I'm going to live for Christ, then certain things start to become less important and other things become more important. And then that surrender, I've been thinking about this a lot and praying with this, this idea of surrender because surrender has like two different connotations, right? There's the, I surrender, I'm waving the white flag, I give up, I, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. that's not the surrender we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're talking that surrender and we fall into God's arms and he takes care of us. And when we have that, then I think we are able to live not lukewarm. Mm-hmm. And it's not about being obnoxious. When I was, when I was in high school, I was kind of um, obnoxious because I knew everything like my most high schoolers know everything. Right. Um, you teach middle school, so they don't they don't think yeah, they know quite I, as much. <laughs> I taught high school for a while too, though. Yeah, and I've been a high schooler, okay. so yeah, we think we know everything. <laughs> right. And and I was annoying. And so now I've learned to live a certain way that there's no doubt of what I believe and, and who I'm about and, and who I want whose will I want to follow. But I work and it is an effort, I'm not going to lie, to not be obnoxious because it's, it can almost be a default. You know, like you grow up a certain way in a certain place, um, in a certain time, you know, it was right, I guess, after, I don't know if women's lib was really starting to be a thing then. I think so. Um, I'm originally from New York. I'm Italian. You know, all those stereotypes, some of them are actually true. Um, <laughs> I, you know, loud and overbearing, I can do that, but that's not what God wants, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to convert anyone in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole idea of living not lukewarm. So to me, I think it presented a way to live for Christ without being myself. Not that I was horrible. I wasn't, but I was not, I was like a a definite work in progress. And so this helped me to become a better person, more the person that God calls me to be. And that's what he calls for each one of us, you know, and it looks different for each of us, but I think we are all called in one way or another to live fully invested in what he has given us and what he wants to do for us. Yeah, I would totally agree. So we've talked about how one way to do that, to start with his word, like you were saying, and then also to have gratitude for the things that we we are given to surrender and not in like a white flag kind of way, but like in a just giving ourselves over, allowing ourselves to rest, which is also really hard. I feel like in today's world, especially, I don't know if you've encountered this, but post pandemic, like 2022 is like a whirlwind to me. Cause I was like, oh, okay, cool. I can travel now. I can hang out with friends again. And like, it was just a little bit over overwhelming. Um, so that idea, I think, of rest is really hard for us, too. I don't know if you would agree and if that's part of the lukewarm or, like, giving ourselves over, too. What do you think? 
I haven't thought about it in terms of not lukewarm, of, of being lukewarm, mm-hmm. but I think rest mm-hmm. is not appreciated in our culture. Mm-hmm. And I think people go from either like, you know, 100, 100 miles an hour to zero to being comatose mm-hmm. in front of the television or mm-hmm. whatever screen, your screen of choice. Mm-hmm. And that's not how I recharge. And that that sort of rest, it does not refuel me to go to the next thing. It just sort of, mm-hmm. it doesn't give me energy. And I think we forget that rest is meant to re-energize us. Mm-hmm. And so like you mentioned that you like to, you like to paint. And so maybe when you're resting, you're painting and people might say, well, you're not really resting. You need to do nothing. No, mm-hmm. not really. You need to do what's going to energize you. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think a lot of us do rest nowadays or we think we're resting um, in front of, and I definitely am guilty of this. This is like many, I teach all day, right? So I come home and I like have a snack. I try to work out if I can. And some days it's just the couch and Netflix and scrolling, like doom scrolling on my phone. And you're right. Then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, why am I tired? It's because like, I really didn't, didn't really rest, which is, I think, I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to get us off on a tangent, but I was just trying to try to recap some of the things that we had talked about. What else would you like to say about this verse or think is important for us? I think I want to encourage everyone to go to their Bible and to open it up and read it themselves and sit with it for like, just sit with it for five minutes and ask really, really ask the Holy Spirit where or how am I living lukewarm? What is one thing I can do differently? You know, we don't, we don't need to do all the things all at once, mm-hmm. which is another lesson I had to learn in my life, mm-hmm. right? Because it's better to do everything all at once, but not really. Um, <laughs> so what's one thing, one way that you can start living less lukewarm? Mm-hmm. Because I think we all do in different ways and at different times. And again, it does not mean that we are horrible people who are going to hell. That's not what it means. It means that we have to be honest and look at ourselves and say, okay, how can I do better? Yeah, I think that's really good advice because we want to be realistic. I mean, I think about like with, when I'm deciding what to give up for Lent or something, I think, mm-hmm. especially this verse, it's like you want to be all in, right? But I think maybe just picking one aspect and it has to be a realistic, tangible one that's viable for you. Um, but because I'm a perfectionist, like I don't know if you do Enneagram, but I'm definitely like a one on the Enneagram. And so I want to do everything that I do, like even though I'm I also mentioned I'm a jack of all trades. Like <laughs> it's like kind of a it's hard because I want to do everything perfectly. Um, but I think it's a realistic, it's more real it's better to just say, let's pick the one area that I'm gonna work on and focus on right this time. Um, and then once you maybe achieve something there, you can move on to the next thing. But so I think that's really good advice. What else would you like to say to us about about all of this? I I just think that if you don't have a life verse, those those few phrases that you hold on to to remind yourself of who you are and who you are in relation to God, it, I think that's also something good to do. And we all can't pick the same verse, but there's I don't know how many verses are in the Bible. Do you know how many verses are in the Bible? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't, but I was like, I could do this podcast forever because it's going to, you know, and then like, there's so many verses and yeah. yeah. And so, so pick a verse that speaks to you. Um, and then I will tell you this. So I, this speaks to me so much that I made it a permanent part of my body. I have a tattoo. Um, 
I know it's shocking. Good Catholic woman having a tattoo, but I, I love it. I love it. Um, lots, and, and I'm joking. It's perfectly fine to have a tattoo. I did not do it for any devious reason. Um, yeah, it's on my ankle and it just says, you know, live not lukewarm. And it says, and then it has the um, Revelation 316. It's my reminder. You know, it's a conversation piece. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's a great verse to pick. I just, I'm so still like taken back that like Revelation was your first kind of book that you dove into. That's still wild to me. <laughs> it was wild. I had two toddlers and I was studying the book of Revelation. There you go. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's beautiful. I love John's work and his gospel just because I am more of a symbolic kind of person. I like to analyze mm-hmm. and, um, and so, yeah, it definitely gives us a lot to to think about. Diana, as we wrap up, I give people a chance to plug. So like any projects, I know you have a podcast, you have books. Um, what would you like to check out? Where can we find out more about you? So the best place is I have a website called shockingly live not lukewarm.com. And if you go on there, you will find um, there's links to the podcast and uh, there's links to um Links to the podcast, also to to my book. I've contributed to a number of books. And, you know, if you're interested in speaking, all of that is on the website, livenotlukewarm.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram, which is actually my name, Deanna Bartolini. But if you go to the website, it's easier to find, it's easier to spell live not lukewarm than Deanna Bartolini. <laughs> I just, I also love too, like that this was your verse. And then you like just went really all in on that verse too. You're like, I'm going to make it my podcast. I'm going to make it my website. I'm going to make it my tattoo. I love it. Um, it. I feel like, yeah, if you're going to do it, do it. It's great. Um, if you all would like to find out more about me, you can find me on Instagram at seven mile chats, all spelled out. I'm also on Twitter at mistruckly one M S S T R U K E L Y one, where I tweet about what's going on in my classroom and Catholic education. But Deanna, thank you so much for chatting with us. Definitely check out all of her projects and um, thank you for chatting about this verse. I loved it. It was fun talking. Bye everyone. Bye.